like wine pouring off the mountain and hills. We thank and praise you. And we lift you up in the name of Jesus. And we love you, Lord. We bless you. And we give you all honor and praise. And Father, we thank you for allowing us to yet again serve you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way possible. And we thank you and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk about God's final word. Because his final word, he has the final word. Amen. God has the final word. You know, he doesn't care how many people oppose it. He doesn't care if somebody don't want to see you get blessed. He's going to bless you just for that reason. (laughs) But he has the final word. Because he has all authority and all the power. And he has the last word in every situation. Amen. Everything. Everything that concerns us. He has the final word. Amen. So the devil can't do nothing to you. He can't take from you. He has to go through God. Amen. When God decides to bless you and open doors, no devil in hell can stop him. Amen. He's already prepared the way. See, this is why it's good to go God's way. Always go God's way. Because other avenues have roadblocks. And it has penalties that you have to pay for going down that road. But when you go down God's road, then he's responsible and he gets things done. No matter who don't like it, can't nobody stop God's plan. Amen. Not even us. That's good. I can't mess this up. (laughs) Hallelujah. So when God decides to move his hand towards us to bless us and to help us, the devil cannot get in the way. Amen. Because, see, God can always overrule the devil. He overrules the devil's decisions. He overrules our decisions. We can get in there and screw stuff up and mess up. And then he can still come in and fix it. Amen. He can still fix it. Because his decisions overrule any other decision. Anything else, anything that's on the table, God's decision is going to overrule it. Amen. Hallelujah. So when the hand of God is upon you, it doesn't matter who likes it, who hates it. He don't check in to see who wants you to get blessed. He don't care. Because when it's time, it's time. Amen. Why don't we go to Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. He has all power in his hands. All power, all authority belongs to God. And he does what he pleases. And you know why he does this to please himself? How about that? See, he's, he doesn't does, really do it to please us per se. He wants us to be pleased. But he does it to please himself. Hallelujah. It makes him feel good to bless us. It makes God feel good to, to do things that we need for him to get done. So he does these things after the counsel of his own will. So in other words, he's already discussed it. He's already had the plan, and he okayed it. You know, he swore, he's already sworn against himself. I mean, you know, what does that Pastor Bar preach? It's sealed with an oath and a promise. And so he's already willed this to you and to me. Amen. And so when it's time, it's just time. Ephesians 1.11. Hallelujah. And then, let's see, it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his own will. Hallelujah. Let me read it again. In him, are you in him? It says, Also we have obtained an inheritance. Now see that word inheritance, you need to underline it, because when you have an inheritance, you're going to get it. Amen. See, nobody can take your inheritance. This is why the, his, his, his uh, judgment is final. You know, he's already lowered the gavel and he's made a decision and nobody can undo it. 
because it's your inheritance. And when it's time, it's time. It says being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his own will. And then his own will meaning his desire. Amen. The secret of his will. (laughs) According to God's own desire. He wants to bless us. He don't want to see us begging. That's why he says come boldly to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. To make known every need that you have. Come boldly because he's already ordained it. Predestined it. It's already working for you. See we get hung up on time. Every single time. Because see, it's like we're not God. And when we think it's time for something, we're just in the flesh. He gives it to us when we don't no longer strive. Because that's the way it can benefit us best. And so our timing is not like God's and God's timing is not like ours. But he still wants the same things for us because he put them in our hearts. Amen. Most of the things, unless it's not of God, he's put those things in our hearts. So this is according to God's own desire or his secret will. He has a secret will. God's eternal and unchanging plan is working in your life and in mine. And nobody can stop it, not even us. So we'll see the finality of God's purpose and plan for us on this earth. You will see the finality. God told a Amen. God told Abraham, I'll bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. Do you know he feels the same thing about us? Same thing. He doesn't like it when people mess with his people. Even if it's his people messing with his people. You can't do that. Amen. God's mind is made up. So we must learn to trust him with all of our lives. Everything that concerned us, trust him. Because God is overruling some things and some situations in your life. He's, he's saying, I object. <laughs> Whenever the devil's trying to do something to his people, he said, I object. Amen. And then he overrules the decision that the devil makes. Because he plans to kill God's people all the time. But he overrules. He sends angels to change situations. Amen. Hallelujah. You know Daniel's angel fought 21 days. Because God says I object. I overrule what you're trying to do Satan. Because you can't do that to him. Because he prayed in faith. Amen. He prayed in faith. Therefore he will see the glory. He will see my glory. And so he sent the angels to fight for you. To fight on your behalf. Amen. So what do you see? Amen. What do you see? Things that the devil meant for evil. You know that scripture we always say God turn it around for you. He does, he does that for real. Because the devil is always. You know it's like well, Pastor Barr was saying one time. She was late. And she couldn't get out the door. And she found out later it was a, a accident. And she couldn't understand, well, why is all this happening at the last minute? I'm running late, and that's happened to me. See, God is objecting what the devil is planning. See, he's always watching. And see, these things, sometimes we don't realize it because we don't see. We're looking in the natural too much, and we don't understand what's going on. But God is always working for us in ways that we don't understand. Amen. So he overrules the devil's judgment on us all the time. He says, I object. And then he overrules it because then he gets the angels to go out and work for us. Amen. He sets things in order. He fixes things. And he tells the devil, no, you cannot do this anymore don't forget about job it's a perfect example he says you can mess with him don't kill him because he objected he says i object you cannot take his life (laughs) made him miserable but when he did the right thing when he did what he knew to do and that was to pray and forgive be it you know amen don't retaliate on people that do stuff to you his little fake religious friends was picking at him and as long as he was sitting there arguing with him he was itching more and more 
<laughs> but when he stopped playing the religious game and just started to receive what God was trying to do and, and forgive and he started to pray for them, he was well all of a sudden. Because God had already drew the line. Amen. And he, he'll do it. He does it for us all the time. You know, God has overruled the devil's judgment. He says not guilty when the devil wants us to be lynched. That's why so many people in jail that didn't do anything. Because he's, 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 he, see the devil has cast his judgment against them. Amen. And so then God gave somebody the wisdom for DNA. Because he's always overruling the devil. Amen. Always overruling the devil. This, this is what he does. So some wrong things in your life are going to be made right. Going to be turned around. If you believe this, amen, his ways are not our ways, nor is his thoughts our thoughts. So God says to the devil, I object. Because you know the devil goes before God's throne. She ain't going to do nothing. She ain't right. You know she's been like that all her life. And she, and she ain't going to do this. He, he does that. He goes to the throne of God and he, he picks us. And did you see what she did the other day? And. You know, this is how he does. And she ain't going to never be right. And she'll never. It's always never and always. Amen. Never and always. And God says no. When he gets enough, he draws the line. So let's go to Jeremiah 29.11. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29.11. Which I love this scripture. See, this is something for us to think about and put into action because we just don't know what God is thinking. But we can because we have the mind of Christ. But we stay in the flesh all the time. When you're in the flesh, you don't know what's going on. Get confused. And then you, you lose hope in the flesh. Amen. Jeremiah 29:11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope and expect it in. He says, and then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Amen. It says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your hearts. And this is all God is after, your heart. He's not in this just to give you pleasure, to make your flesh satisfied. He's here. He's here to, to deal with your heart, to help your heart, fix your heart, and then please your heart, to give you the desires of your heart. Amen. But you've got to follow after. He wants us to follow after him. Thoughts of peace and not evil. God says he'll bring us back to our former state of prosperity. Let's read in chapter, let's see, in uh, verse 14. It says, I will be found by you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you back to your captivity. That's your former state of prosperity. Amen. It says, and I will gather you from all nations and from all places where I have driven you. Say after the Lord. Notice he said where he, he's driven them. <laughs> See God will allow you to go in certain unchartered territories to teach us. And it's sometimes not comfortable. Amen. But he does that. He allows it just like Job. He allowed it for Job to see what was wrong with him. Amen. Because sometimes we don't realize what's in our hearts. So he has to show us. But the thing about it is he never lets us fall too far. Amen. Because it's all in his plan. Hallelujah. The former state of prosperity. That's the way it was in the garden. And God is reversing things. He's trying to get us back to the, the days, the glory days I call them. Where we didn't have to want for anything. Amen. And we were on one accord with God. All was good. We loved him and we knew he loved us. Amen. And it's not it, no longer Peter, Rob, and Paul 
robbing Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> no more of that. Because God wants to bring us back to the former plan like it was in the garden where all needs were met. It was none but walking in love and, you know, no worries. You know, everybody was dependent on God. Nobody knew that they were naked because they wore spiritual clothing. Amen. None of that other stuff. Former state of prosperity. Back to his original plan. To subdue. And this is this was in the, the garden also. Remember he told Adam to subdue and to rule. That you have dominion over the creepy crawly things, the animals, all of this stuff. And so he says we need to. See because think about it. Everybody don't want to eat so many people. This one lady it was in uh, England, London. And they were having dinner at this somebody important's house. And they served deer. Who is? Yeah, deer. And she fell out and started, I'm not going to eat Bambi. I'm just not going to eat Bambi. I refuse to eat Bambi. Just crazy, you know. And they tried to give her something else. Well, I don't eat meat, any kind of meat, you know. Well, see, God wants to change that and bring us back to our former state of prosperity, the way he set it up in the garden where he said subdue and have dominion over. And animals, you eat them because they're good for you. Amen. Because some of these people that say they don't eat eat just no meat, they big. I'm like, they've been eating what I've been eating. Some of them. And then a lot of them are malnourished. And so it's just not a good thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying if it's a health thing and you don't, you know, you eat too much red meat, I got that, you know. And it's not that good. A a whole lot of one thing ain't good for nobody. But you know what I'm saying? Just having a big thing against it because you think it's wrong, Bambi don't have no rights. You understand what I'm saying? God didn't give him any rights. And she had a fit. I'm not going to eat Bambi. And she cried. She got on the floor. And those prominent people, you know how people are in, in England. And they were, she was at some ambassador's house. And they looked at her. And they, it was just so embarrassing. But she had a fit. And she said that they killed Bambi. You know? And it's just ridiculous, you know. If people want to eat meat, let them eat meat. If they don't want to eat it, leave them alone. You know. And it's just ridiculous because people get in the flesh too much and they take things too far. And so, you know, he, God wants to bring that former state of prosperity back where we respected everything that he told us. And we knew that he wouldn't tell us to eat Bambi if it wasn't okay. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because I guess they couldn't have lived back in the day because they offered bulls and goats as, 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 you know, offerings. I don't know what they would have done. Amen. Back to his original plan to subdue and to rule and take dominion over evil and every creepy crawly thing, every animal. Our Our expected end. We have a future and a hope. We will see the finality of what God has promised us in our lives. Amen. In a court of law, let's talk about that a little bit. The judge can overrule anything he pleases. He has the final decision. The judge does. He uses his power. And nobody in in the public or public opinion can use his power just him and public opinion cannot influence his decision amen usually people can get out and pick it and you know do all kinds of things to influence the decision you know they even i've served on a jury before i I served on a, a robbery and a murder and i said i told the lord i never want to do this again and i never did it was terrible because the evidence that was presented to us, we could not make base a decision on what we saw, what was presented. Because they get, take you in the back and they give you guidelines and they show you pictures and they do all these things to uh, influence your decision. 
and they will tell you the judge will come back and tell you no it's not acceptable you have to do this you have to do that and it's very hairy you know what i'm saying because the judge can have some information that he can't disclose but he can act on it at the end and and those votes and that decision have to give him room to rule but he can't tell you what it is this this one guy and uh, you know okay he was a black guy and i felt a little sorry for him and he was a uh, um worked for the gas it was at east ohio gas and they said he was robbing houses well he was so clean cut he didn't look like it and so with the evidence that they presented i didn't think that they presented it uh to me enough for me to say guilty so it was a lot of us saying not guilty well after they kept sending us back in and sending us back out and i said this is not fair this is unfair there's no right you know this this justice system is all wrong but they wore us down and i said i don't care but anyway (laughs) you know so they um let's see it was six to six and then they got somebody else going and then it was five to six and i was i kept i didn't change but come to find out after they found him guilty they opened up that thing and you should see his record his it was horrible he had been in people's houses he had been on the video cam like (laughs) but they can't show you some things guilty guilty and raped a couple women inside their own homes but they couldn't see that particular charge that they brought they were had him in on trial for didn't it couldn't bring that other stuff in there he was guilty 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 but did he look it no he was cute (laughs) and he was young and he worked for the game and i just couldn't see him doing all that stuff and getting back on that truck but he was doing it had a wife had children good job and you would think he wouldn't forfeit that but he did but he, they couldn't bring that into a different case but well, he was guilty so see the judge can send you back and try to guide and it don't seem fair if you don't know but he'll give you suggestions on how to rule and i'm like that don't matter you know you present it for what we were presented he looked innocent well not innocent but not too bad he was horrible he had a record long as my le- arms and legs he was a, a criminal and he ca- and he was doing it on the job just you know raping women and all, and that was separate cases but he was guilty and i i learned a lot and i said well god thank you <laughs> you know thank you for this somebody getting weak because it wasn't going to be me because i was i ain't changing and me and this other lady she was a christian we said we ain't changing but god knew to get to these other people because if i was on trial i would want somebody to take a stand for me but i learned about the judicial system and it was just he he was a criminal and he needs to go to jail he went to jail and he only did like uh 13 or 14 months he was right back got his job back at east ohio because he was had a a mental situation going on where he would fall back on that yeah but anyway anywho <laughs> see the judge can try to guide because he has more information because he wants to make the right decision for the safety and the, of everybody and so that's why the, the judge's decision is final because he's got all of the information or maybe in it's the same way with God. He knows all things. He sees all things. He he knows that he works these things together for our good. So sometimes when it looks like God is not working for us, he is working in our situation. Amen. Behind the scenes. That's why you know the question is what do you see? You can't go by what you see all the time, not in the natural. You have to go by what you know. You know, judges are, they're judged by their reputation and what type of person that they are. And they're trusted to do their job because they take an oath. Amen. Amen. And so they, they act as God. But see, God can change. They have the 
the highest um, form of, of uh, decision making except for God. So God can always change the judge's mind. And he usually works with, with, with them. These people in, in high positions, positions of authority, God, they listen to God all the time. He works with them. The Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of God. And so it says it's like a river and however, it, you know, a river meanders and however that water goes, God can switch and change the heart of the king. So he can change the heart of the judge. Amen. But the judge has the final rule because God has the final rule. But God usually works with the judge because he is the final judge. Amen. And he can, I've heard people say, so many times that a judge said, I don't know why I'm doing this. That was um, the, the guy who gave his son that book, Lawyer Up, by Pastor Bar, And he had some stuff, and they told him he was going away. And the judge said, I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, but I'm letting you go. Amen. And he was going away for a good while. And so the judge always hears. And has the final say. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that in the kingdom God is our judge. Amen. Hallelujah. In the natural people have to depend on the judge on his reputation. If he's a Christian. You know how he works with God. But if you're in the kingdom you don't have to worry about that. But the court of law is the court of law. And when the judge objects. He overrules. And disallows and renders it null and void. And God does the same thing. He overrules and he, he just tells the devil no. Amen. And he shuts him down. He disallows and he renders everything null and void. Because he sits in the seat of authority. The prosecutor and the defense attorney can present their case to bring forth the facts of the case. And then the jury will weigh the facts that were presented to them to make a decision. But the judge can overrule everything if it, it please, if it displeases him. You know, even with the evidence, he can still, you know, say no. Hallelujah. Because he has all power in his hand. And God is our judge. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21. Verse 1. It says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And like the rivers of water, it turns, he turns it wherever he wishes. Amen. So the best thing to do is throw yourself on the mercy of God. Amen. Because he speaks to the, to the king or he speaks to the judge and the judge makes the final ruling. Amen. The judge can also sustain or agree with the evidence and allow it. But God will never agree. See, this is the difference between man and God. But God never agrees with what the devil presents to him about his people. Amen. But, the, but man, sometimes they do agree with what they are doing. But God never agrees with the devil. The devil's evidence and accusations against God's children will never stand. God will always overrule the devil's attacks against us. Amen. So the final decree is God's. No matter what we see in the natural. And I think this is really important. What do you see? Whatever you see in the natural. No matter how the enemy hurls accusations against us. We cannot go. Can't go with what you see. In the natural. God has the final word. The devil says that we are not qualified for a blessing. Or you're not qualified for a promotion. That's not a promotion. But God can overrule him. Amen. 
The devil reminds you of all of your past failures and tells you nothing will ever change. See these people that listen to ain't nothing going to change. Ain't nothing going to change. That's them. The devil don't have no power. Because God, God fights against that. You know, and, and you write your own ticket. And so when people think it will never change, that's coming from them. It ain't coming from God and it ain't coming from the devil. It's coming from how they think. Because people refuse to change how they think. Amen. Because they don't want to be wrong. So they keep thinking the same old way because they think it's going to work at some point. And it's not going to work. You have to change. That's one thing about Amos 9.13. It's, it's hooked into a trans, transformation. Amen. Because you have to allow God to change you. Change how you think. Change your heart. And like it's time to jump on the glory boat. Amen. And, and you know just receive from people. Give out love. You want a friend. Be a friend. Get out the flesh. It ain't about you. My goodness. We need to learn. God has the final say so. Amen. So you can't listen to the devil when he starts telling you how much you screwed up. It's true. And you can change if you want to. Amen. Amen. And just get on the glory train. Amen. Because God will flip it around. And he makes the bad things that we do know and void. Amen. But at some point we do need to learn. But. God is forgiving. Talk to God. Like David, he slayed Goliath because God's decision for him was final. God had already made that decision about Goliath. That was all going to go down just the way it was planned. Amen. Because, you know, God had already made a decision. When he sent uh, the prophet to go and look for the right son and everybody, Jesse's sons, he, he said, no, no, no. Who is that out there tending the sheep? It was already planned. It's all in the plan. Amen. And so we have to trust God to do what's right. Abraham's situation was final because God had it all in the plan. He knew at some point they would stop laughing about having another child and get busy. You understand what I'm saying? Start to trust and believe him. It was already God had already prepared that ram in the bush. Amen. And Joseph, you know, his son Isaac. Isaac was saved. You remember when Abraham took him up to slaughter his son. And he already had that ram in the bush. It was all planned. Amen. It was already predestined. And so we need to understand that. And if we understand that, start trusting God more. Because, see, God still got to act on our faith. But it's, it's, it's according to what you see, what you believe. You believe what you see. Or you see what you believe. However you want to fix it. But you, we need to start seeing with the eyes of faith. Amen. See what God has promised. Don't look at how impossible it is. Don't give up hope. Amen. But continue to trust God and trust whatever it is that he has promised. I have two more scriptures. Jeremiah 1. Let's go back to Jeremiah. First chapter. We were in 29. Let's go to Jeremiah 1. Verse 11. Hallelujah. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, This is Jeremiah saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Amen. Why an almond tree? An almond tree is a, a they call an almond tree the waker. W-A-K-E-R. Because it's always awake and always watching. It's the first tree to bloom. And it blooms early. Early bloomer. The waker. Amen. So God is equating. Uh, you know well, when he asked Jeremiah what do you see. He says I see an almond tree. It's the first thing that he said he saw. Let's see where am I at. 11. And it says in verse 12. Then the Lord said to me. Uh, you have seen well. For I am ready to perform my word. Are y'all here today? He's ready to perform his word. 
What do you mean by ready? Well, let's see. He's watching over. That word ready means watching over, lurking, waking, like that, that tree, that almond tree is the waker. He's waking. He's hastening, hastening to where his word to perform it. He's on the lookout, alert, guarding the city like a watchman. Are y'all here, watchman? He's anticipating. That's, that's what ready means. To be, uh, he, it means also to be sleepless and to care for watchfully. So whatever God has promised you, he is lurking over the answer. He's watching. Amen. He's on a sleepless alert. But he's hastening anticipating see God wants to bless us he don't not not want to bless us we need to get in line well what do you have to do you have to get in line in the position not in in position to be blessed now what am I doing wrong probably you know uh, murmuring and complaining that's number one see all them people that went around for 40 years that's what they did they got mad at God because And they were on the move. They just was mad because he didn't do things the way they wanted him to do them. That's really what they were mad at. We get mad because of time. And we're doing the same thing every year, every year, every year because we don't hear and we don't see. Are y'all here today? Yeah, I know that was a low punch in the gut. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> and so we have to change it's like whatever didn't change last year, if you didn't get a breakthrough, now some things are on a timetable, but you, sh- you should still be getting blessed along, along the way. Your life should still be getting blessed along the way. If it's not, you're not in the right position. Now what position shall, should I be in? Position of blessing. Well, what's that position? In the face of God. Amen. In that secret place. In the face of God. That's the position you receive in. Amen. Because he says, I am ready. I am ready to perform my word. So this is why the question is, what do you see? Jeremiah saw an almond tree. The branch of an almond tree. And that tree blooms early. It's called the waker. Amen. So are you ready? God says I am ready to perform my word. Verse 13. Let's see. Am I going to 13? Yeah. Don't forget that the word of the promises are secured with an oath and a promise. Everything that God says he's going to do is secured with an oath and a promise. God swore against himself that he would do it. Verse 13, and the word of the Lord came to me the second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot and it is facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, out of the north calamity shall break forth. See, just because you have trouble don't mean God is not with you. Amen. On the inhabitants of the land. Verse 15 says, For behold, I am calling all families of the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord. And they shall come and each one set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem against all its walls all around and against all the cities of Judah. I will utter my judgments against them concerning all their wickedness because they have forsaken me. They burn incense to other gods and worship the works of their own hands. Therefore, prepare yourselves and arise. And speak to them all that I command you. See, he's sending Jeremiah to speak to the people. All he wants people to do is repent and trust him. It says, do not be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, and against the people of the land. And they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. 
for I am with you, saith the Lord, to deliver you. Amen. Hallelujah. Same situation Job went through. He allowed the devil to pick on him, but he was with him. Don't assume because you have troubles, trials, tribulations, God is not with you. Because we don't see right. All we see is the calamity. But you got to see the victory. God wants us to learn to see the victory in spite of the, of the trial. Amen. In spite of the trouble, you got to see victory. And this is why he says, what do you see? I see the branch of an almond tree. Because it is time. Amen. And God says, I am ready. Let's see, it's verse 12. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my work. If God is ready to perform his word, why would he go and get somebody in a battle? Battles don't mean anything. Don't mean you don't have victory. Just another way God show you his glory. Because you see he said that in verse 2 and I think in 15 he says get ready to go to the north. Where you will be, what did, what did it say? They will come against you, the king of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, against the people of the land. And they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, saith the Lord. Don't let trouble make you decide that God is not with you. Don't let trouble decide your final outcome. I'll put it like that. Amen. Because God turns this around. He says, I'm with you. Keep your finger in Jeremiah. Let's flip over to Psalm 127 right quick. That's why you have to watch what you see. Got to watch what you see. If you're not seeing right, you got to change your vision. Oh, I'm sorry, Psalm 127. You can't be looking at the wrong thing. One twenty-seven. I'm finding it. One twenty-seven, verse one. And it says, "Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it." Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. Now this is, you know, God is trying to let us know, look, this is a spiritual fight. It's a spiritual watch. See, all of these watchmen, I'm a watchman. You a watchman. We a watchman too. Wouldn't you like to be a watchman too? It's a spiritual watch. And see, what I'm going to tell you what false watchmen do. They watch in the natural. They watch people. They watch each other. That ain't, that ain't a watch. This is a spiritual watch. And you cannot, because he says, unless God build a house. So you can't. In other words, you can't fight this fight without the Lord. Because it's the battle is the Lord's. So all you do is, is root up, uproot principalities and power. And you make declarations to them. And all you do is declare the, the way of the Lord. You just tell the devil what God said. That's all you're really doing. Amen. God comes in and does work. But when you, when you throw down and uproot because God has to plant and build. Amen. And so we have to see what watchmen are really doing is preparing the way of the Lord. We prepare. We go in and prepare the way and announce. Amen. Most people are afraid to announce because they don't believe what God is going to do either. That's why you got to be concerned about what you see. <laughs> you got to have spiritual eyes to see. Amen. Because there's always a bigger battle going on. Amen. So unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And unless the Lord guard the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. I got first watch. Well, what do you see? Some people. We, they just fighting. And you know this, this Miss So-and-So going with the other lady's husband. That ain't what you're supposed to see. You look, that ain't what you're supposed to see. That's what the world watches. 
Amen. Your, your thing is bigger and better. Amen. In verse 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow, for so he gives his beloved sleep. How about that? Watching the wrong thing will cause you to not be in faith. You're worried about certain situations when you can pray about them and allow God to help you. You know, because this is a spiritual watch. And obey his instructions. That's why watchmen have to be under instructions at all times. Amen. Be in your position at all times. You don't quit on the job. You, you're in on your position at all times. Seeing what God sees. Being diligent. Amen. See, God is diligent for the opportunity to do something for his people. He's diligent in it. Now let's flip back over to Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah 31. Hallelujah. In other words, you have to see with spiritual eyes. You cannot look in the natural because you won't even see the enemy coming. You won't know what he's doing. <clears throat> watching the wrong thing. Watching each other. That always gets people in trouble. Okay, Jeremiah 31. Let's go to verse 28. It says, And it shall come to pass that as I have watched over them to pluck up to break down, to throw down, to destroy, and to afflict, so I will watch over them to build in the plant. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all didn't get it. Let me go back again. Y'all listening? Y'all still connected? So this is Jeremiah 20, uh, 31, 28. And it shall come to pass that as I have watched... Over them to pluck up, to throw, to break down, to throw down, to destroy, and to afflict. So I will watch over them to build and to plant, saith the Lord. Amen. In those days they shall say no more that the that the fathers have eaten the fathers have have eaten sour grapes. The children's teeth are set on edge, but. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Every man who eats the sour grapes, his teeth shall be set on edge. Your teeth ever been on edge? When you bite into something sour? Amen. But behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. And this was to, to Israel. But we know that we're in the new covenant. Amen. And so God has thrown down. He's allowed the devil to do specific work just so he can come in and build and plant. Amen. And this is why he was telling Jeremiah in one breath he was saying, um, you know, I'm ready. And then he says, the northern people's going to come. You're going to fight them. That don't sound like ready. That sounds like we're getting into another war. But God has already, see, he already has these things planned. And, it, and it's just another opportunity for him to show himself strong on your and my behalf. Amen. Whenever you go through something harsh, through trials and tribulation, he is with you. Amen. He doesn't allow everything because the devil has free reign. We allow. Because, see, he's given us authority to allow or disallow. That's what bind and loose mean, allow or disallow. And he, all of heaven backs us up when we do that. But he always comes to help. Whether we get ourselves in trouble or not, he always comes and helps. Amen. Amen. So, and it shall come to pass that as I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down and to throw down, to destroy and to afflict, I will... Watch over them to build and to plant, saith the Lord. And this is the work of the watchman. Amen. The work of the watchman is to submit to God. To believe again. Can you believe again? To get back into the position of receiving. Just repent even if you haven't done your job right. 
Repent. Whatever it is you screwed up, repent. Let it go. Don't do it no more. And get back into the position of believing and receiving. You know, because the, the, the devil can do a, a, a real bad whack job on people. On your mind and in your heart. Your heart can turn hardened. And then you can say, well, I don't want it no more. And that's because you think you can't get it. Because the devil has come against you and told you you've done everything wrong. You can't get it. And so he wants you to give up. I mean, he works on God's people like this all the time. You think he mess with crackheads like that? So get back into God's presence. That's the place where you'll receive. That's your position of receiving. Back in the presence of God. Get out of the flesh and receive what God has because He overrules every uh, He God overrules every opposing force. He's been fighting for us all this time. That's why we're still here. Amen. And so now he says, it's time. I'm ready. So what do you do? Get in a position to receive it. Where's the position? It's in his presence. Do you have that song? Where's Miss? In his presence. That's where I am strong. Who sang that? Keith Staley. In his presence. And that's where you go. And that's your position. That's your position of authority. That's your position of a faith it's your position when the devil opposes you and it's also your position to receive and you stay there don't do it just one time but you stay there stop stop looking stop figuring stop reasoning and get back into the presence of god and this is where you're going to receive it amen hallelujah so father we thank you for your word lord we thank and praise you hallelujah